Blog Talk Radio. I don't know, caught COVID. (laughs) 
Because you know there's supposed to be some second wave going on. I already told y'all that COVID is going to be like the common cold. I don't know why nobody, you're going to have to learn to live with it. It's going to be facts. It's facts. I'm, I'm telling y'all, you can see the way this is going. Next five to six years, it's going to be like I told y'all, going to be like my COVID's acting up. Like Chris Rock was saying about the AIDS, AIDS, yeah, my AIDS is acting up today. Y'all going to be like my COVID's acting up. It's going to be like a cold. Because there's all kind of medications and everything coming out on the market. This is a sidebar about COVID. Like, it's all kind of stuff coming out about COVID and COVID being, you know, like the code. It's so many things coming out. And, you know, even Fauci with his crazy stuff was saying last week that there isn't going to be no herd immunity. I was like, what the hell? So, I mean, so there is, it's, there is so many intricate details to this COVID thing. And I, what I, when I said last week, I said, y'all know COVID is gone or whatever. I didn't mean it like that. I meant COVID was gone in the sense of the way you saw it before, early. Now, you might get some new variants that might scare your ass, okay? But to me, COVID wasn't the real deal that's going to be ugly. I feel like COVID was like a tester. However, I will say this, that I feel like it's going to do a common cold term. Why? Because over the years, and this is just my personal opinion, okay? This is Carlotta Theory 101. That COVID over the years, I mean, the common code over the years became, for the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, not very profitable anymore. You know, when y'all get the flu and the cold, y'all hardly go to the doctor anymore. Y'all be at home mixing your grandma's hot toddies. Y'all be at home drinking water. Y'all might go get the X pack. What's the X thing? Every now and then the antibiotics thing, which, you know, which, you know when you use those a lot, Sometimes they end up after a while being no good. But it was, it, in my personal opinion, the common cold was no longer a profitable industry for the pharmaceutical industry. So they had to come up with something else. And something that would scare the shit out of y'all, <laughs> which would be COVID. COVID scared the shit out of everybody, right? But along with COVID came so many things on the market. So pretty soon I can see you guys picking, everybody going to the store, and we all picking up, like, you get COVID, like a cold, it's going to be like a cold, you're going to get COVID Tylenol, COVID Abby. <laughs> I got COVID today. I mean, I'm serious. And it could turn in like the flu. It could turn into something worse. I can suspect, I suspect that will happen within the next five to six years. That's just my personal opinion, okay? So when I heard that, that they postponed these shows because of COVID, I was like, two and three days before the fucking show? Like, you know, and plus, you know, we just talked about last week about Maxwell show. Remember I was talking about y'all paying for <laughs> meet and greets, and they was wrapped in plastic. <laughs> so they asses wrapped in plastic and, and boosted up and shot it up and still got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm not laughing at the COVID. I want people to get better, but I'm laughing at the idea. Like you know, it's it's just so there is no outward. You can be, you can be boosted. You can be vaccinated. You can even be having plastic between people and still get COVID. That's what I meant. That's what I've been telling everybody from the beginning. There is no outrunning this this kind of thing. Nah, it's none of it. It's just it's the basic thing is to stay healthy as healthy as you can. Stay in prayer. Pray God. Ask God to keep you. But really, 
I mean, at this point, either you gonna end up with we'll end up having no life at all, or or you gonna have to learn how to live with COVID, okay? But the show was canceled allegedly. If they wasn't doing no Adele shit, <laughs> allegedly due to uh, the COVID band members having or people, not the tour people having COVID, or whoever that is, okay? Get well, tour people, okay? Now, <laughs> I was like. So it can't be. So Maxwell owes me like literally. How much? The New York. Remember the New York show? He canceled the her show in Brooklyn. <laughs> canceled. And now Oakland. Now I was willing to forgive Oakland because they they rescheduled Oakland to October thirtieth. Okay, so I had to change my plane tickets. It cost me a little extra. Pissed me off. And, you know, I had got my braids done. So a heifer going to have to probably pay to refresh her braids. What the fuck? Y'all don't understand. You see where all the stuff I got to... I mean, this, this makes... I'm upset about this. <laughs> but I'm blessed enough that I get to go to the... Re- I can go to the reschedule show. And, you know, but I got my nails done, I got my hair. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm like, what? It's, ah, ugh. <laughs> to say the least, I was like, you know, I, I mean, you know, I was kind of mad. <laughs> but I thought about it. Now, let me just tell you why I thought about it, because I was kind of mad at first. I was like, God dang it. But then I thought, delays are often good, right? That's how it's a word for the day, too. I'm actually merge this it's a word with the Maxwell night tour being delayed, okay? Delays sometimes are a good thing, okay? Because what I realized about when I was going to California, San Francisco this weekend, it was kind of cold, it was a little rainy, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, what I, I'm, this, may, this may be a weekend that I wouldn't have fun, <laughs> So it seemed like everything turned out better for me, especially at home. I had some assignments that came up that I wasn't expecting, so it's great that I'm here to finish out some assignments for class because I'm at the end of my second semester, my semester before the semester I graduate. Whoa, whoa, yay, yay, yay. (laughs) But listen, so I was looking at all that, and I was like, you know, it ended up being a blessing. End up being better for me to go two weeks from now. It's good, even though I gotta get all the extra. You, you know, you got. I may have to pay for. Shit, somebody get it. Somebody out here in these streets. Cause I know some. I got some people who are Maxwell fans like me. Somebody let Maxwell know. I need. Uh, I need. I got an invoice <laughs> for the shit I don't pay for. And damn it, I should be getting. I should be getting free tickets right, right now. I should be getting tickets. Tickets should be t- tickets should be taken care of. <laughs> All the shit I've been through with Maxwell concerts. I'll be damned. But it ended up being a good thing for me. I'm okay about it. Was I bummed a little? Yes. Bummed. Upset? Yes. But, it ended up, you know, what? today ended up being a good day for me. I'm good. I'm good. So I will. I will go to San Francisco in a couple of weeks for the, uh, for the uh, Maxwell show. If you got, hopefully they have it. 
in uh in Oakland, okay? So, you know, that's been my week, y'all. Crazy, okay? I know y'all like Carlotta. <laughs> Is that a sign? <laughs> Is it a sign? I guess. <laughs> but the thing is, delays can be a very, very good thing, okay? Now, I know last week I was talking, so that's not, it's a word too, delays can be a good thing. It's simple, okay? But last week, I know. Now, I told y'all, I mean, this week, it was earlier in the week, I was talking about Jennifer Lopez, and I said I was coming back to talk about Jennifer Lopez, and I never talked about her ass. <laughs> I'm going to say do a little short segment about J-Lo right now. Listen, I don't know what kind of shit J-Lo's on going back with Ben Affleck. And now, allegedly, he out in these streets, he's going to try to put a ring on it. Child, that's a hot mess right there. You know, I hope it works out for it. Was it Fit Times a Charm? Shit. With Jennifer been married? Jennifer's like, uh, who's she like up in these streets? She like, uh, uh, what was that lady? Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Elizabeth's ass. Elizabeth's ass got married a lot. <laughs> That's it. Jennifer Lopez is a Leo. She's passionate, you know, driven. And there's probably more things to her chart. But, listen, I understand I'm a Leo ascendant. i got a little bit of that fire in me. You know what I'm saying? But Jennifer is, you know, <laughs> maybe the fifth time will work, okay, for her ass. I hope it works out for her. I just, it's something about Ben Affleck I don't trust and the timing of it all. You know what I'm saying? He's not necessarily the big dog that he used to be. But, you know, hey, I hope, again, I hope it works out for her, okay? I just, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes love we find love. What is Rihanna song? We find love in a hopeless place. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's what it is. What it is with Jennifer Lopez. So that's my thoughts on Jennifer Lopez. Did I tell y'all the Maxwell concert got canceled again? Did I tell y'all? I already told y'all that, right? <laughs> I was hyped too, wasn't I? I was hyped. I was excited, man. Oh my God. Now I'm going to have to go, man. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute. Let, let me talk about this for a second. It's like touch and go. Like my hair, you know, because my hair is so cute. I was today, I was at the I was at the shopping center, okay? Early I went to uh, Dillard's. And I was standing to get in line to try on this, uh, try on this outfit, okay? White lady, oh, my God, your hair is so pretty. Started a conversation with me. Listen, that's how cute my hair is looking right now. I don't know if by the 30th it's going to be looking that good. I may have to get the, get it retouched. Ain't that some shit? Did I tell y'all that already? I think I did. But I'm still, I'm, that's what makes me mad. <laughs> y'all quit giving out COVID tests over there, up there at, at, at these concerts. Don't give out no COVID tests until the tour is over. Shit. Who's giving COVID tests? They didn't even start giving those at our school. He's giving random COVID tests. Shit, just get your asses out here and perform. That's how it's going to be. In about five years, I bet people end up performing with COVID. Like, COVID's going to be like a cold. I'm telling you, I believe it's going to be like a cold. Not that it won't be dangerous, but I believe it's going to be scaled because of all the medications and things that are getting ready to flood the market within the next two years. 
it's going to bring it down. The only thing will probably be dangerous is a bit like other variants, okay? That's just my personal opinion, all right? So, y'all, that is my week. That's, uh, y'all, it's a word that delays can be a good thing. Don't be upset when you get a delay, even though I'm upset because my delay is going to cost me a little extra coin out in these streets. See why I won't do no meet and greets? Who's going to be paying extra for some meet and greets? When you wrap in plastic, <laughs> you still get COVID. <laughs> You wrapped in plastic and boosted up. <laughs> and y'all still passing out COVID in these streets. And <laughs> I will have to pay extra for a meet and greet and get my hair done and my nails and my tickets. I'll be damned. I'll be that. Damn my meet and greet. <laughs> okay? My goodness. Y'all be asking me why I don't get no meet and greet. Hell to the no, no, no. Because, you see, you might get it canceled. You might get COVID. They was wrapped up in plastic. They was literally wrapped up in pa- They literally had plastic. <laughs> there's literally, when they go to beat and greet, there's Maxwell, I think Anthony Hamilton, too, behind plastic. I started to do the Anthony Hamilton meet and greet. But I said, no. But anyway, because I thought, plastic. Anthony Hamilton meet and greet. And Maxwell, they both waving at you behind some plastic. I guess you could talk to them through the plastic. I'd be like, but I don't know. I don't want to go. Y'all, because who wants to go when they boosted up, shut up, and everything, and they still giving out COVID? <laughs> they still catching COVID. <laughs> Hell no, not doing it. <laughs> oh my goodness, here's what it is. When we get back, we got a lot to talk about. Y'all is up here crazy. Y'all crazy out in these streets. Why are y'all having a bunch of mass shootings all of a sudden? Did the mass shooters have a convention and say, shit, we're going we gonna to start shooting shit up the next two weeks? What the hell is going on around here? All of a sudden, it's like a lot of mass shootings, or is it just the press reporting this shit a lot? It is crazy. we got to talk about this. Prayers to people who, who have been affected by these shootings and everything or anybody who's been hurt or killed, just prayers. But today there was another shooting today in the mall. Thank God there were no fatalities. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about why y'all wanting Colin Kaepernick to play for somebody, what is it, USFL? He ain't got to do that shit. Colin Kaepernick been in the NFL. He done won a Super Bowl. Why he got to go put, uh, show his skills in the USNFL? They know what he's working with in the NFL. It's bullshit to think any other thing, okay? They know. They just don't want him to play, okay? So quit trying to demean him. We'll talk about that in a moment. Plus, Trey Songz. Y'all out here saying that he could possibly be the next R. Kelly. Oh, shit. <laughs> the next R. Kelly without the hits. <laughs> he damn sure ain't no R. I'll tell y'all right now, he damn sure ain't no R. Kelly as far as the hits go. <laughs> Talking about he the next R. Kelly. Maybe in the shit y'all saying he doing out here on these streets that's foul. But he ain't no damn, he ain't no damn R. Kelly in no hits. R. Kelly's hit, R. Kelly wrote some shit, okay? <laughs> hey, R. Kelly might be a lot of things. But one thing you ain't going to say is that, that he didn't have no good-ass music. <laughs> R. Kelly's a business as far as music is concerned. Trey Sons, not so much. So we're going to talk about him when we get back, and we're going to talk about uh, this South Carolina dude. Inmate wants to die by a firing squad. Now, shit, I was shocked because I was like, what, 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 
when I read it today, I was like, whoa, firing squad, they still do shit like that in the so-called free world? We still got the options for people to die by a fire And they one of the options was electric chair. I didn't think nobody, I thought the electric chair had been outlawed or something. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not against the death penalty. But we ain't, y'all ain't out here doing no fire and scribes and death, uh, I mean, and, 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 and electric chairs. Oh, we got to talk about that, okay? And... Molly Shannon says Gary Coleman attacked her when he was alive. Now, I've heard some things about Gary Coleman. I know a couple of people who met Gary Coleman. said he was kind of short. You know, he was nice, but he was kind of short and stuff like that. Not short in literally his height. We know that. But short in his temper and stuff like that. But the man is dead. He's gone on to rest. And why are you bringing out, in the way she describes the story, <laughs> it's like, why you tell this story, lady? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that when we get back. Plus, we have a whole lot more hot topics. I'm going to try to give y'all a short-ass show tonight because, you know, I ain't try, I'm trying to get, I wasn't supposed to be giving y'all no show. <laughs> Okay, but because, oh, and y- have y'all been watching Coachella, the, you know, everything at Coachella for the last two nights and stuff? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I might talk about Coachella a little bit. Maybe I'll save that for next show, okay? But meanwhile, we're going to play some music. Let's start off with one of my favorites, Howard Hewitt. I love this song, I'm For Real. It's the CC Show. I'll be back, y'all, in a moment.
All right, that's Jill Scott with one of my favorite Jill Scott songs. I love that one, Gotta Get Up. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I am back. And you know what the Coachella Festival is this weekend? Is it, or is this weekend is going on right now? I just thought. I just saw Erie Lennox was on stage, and she looked like she was moving around, and she was singing. She looked healthy. looked like she done got some rest. I'm glad. I'm glad. It seems like she's feeling better. That's good. R&B on stage at Coachella. Good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All good. Coachella. <laughs> you know, I think Coachella had its moment. You know, how can I say it? The moment for Coachella was like Beyonce. You know, I had to even, you know, I got to. That was my favorite, one of my favorite performances. I know. Wait a minute, Beyonce. I know. Calm down. Yes, I'm saying something nice. I don't feel like I have to check into Ramada in tonight. I, I, if you listen to this show, I give her her props when it's time to give her her props. And listen, she did the shit out of that Coachella uh, uh, festival. I mean, and, and I don't think there was nothing. Nothing else can be done unless you bring Janet. That's it. Jan is the only thing that can be done. <laughs> but yeah, she did such a she did such a great job with that a few years ago. Um yeah, Coachella Festival is always interesting. I think one year just for my you know, 'cause sometimes I be thinking, Am I too old for the Coachella Festival? It's not as too old. <laughs> but I think one day I'm gonna you know, maybe I'm gonna make plans to go to the Coachella. God bless and I live, God, you know, I'm, I plan on living, I plan on being here a long time. God bless, I think I'm going to go to the Coachella Festival. Maybe I'll do that next year. I think I'll, I, that'll be my thing, Coachella Festival. I will. Just to experience it, okay? So, I don't know, but y'all young, y'all youngins out here, you know, I don't know. Y'all y'all have some wild times, but hopefully, you know, I, I, I just do want to experience it to say I've been there, okay? So maybe I will do that. All right, you guys, so let's get into this news out here in these streets. Okay, man, what is going on in the world that y'all are doing all these, that everybody is shooting everybody, and crime is up. It's just going crazy around in these streets. It's really nuts. Well, uh, in, uh, let me see, uh, where is this this one article about, um, oh, my God, did we lose? Hold on here. I don't know if I have the article up. I thought I had the Okay. Yes. So this this week, I mean, just today, a man arrested after nine shot at South Carolina Mall. Now, police said five other people were hurt while trying to escape the shooting, which arose from a personal dispute. This is according to TheGuardian.com. This is an article from them. It says a 22-year-old man has been arrested in connection with a shooting at a South Carolina shopping mall in which 14 people were either shot or injured during a stampede to escape, police said on Saturday. The man was one of three people to be detained immediately after the incident, which happened just outside South Carolina's capital of Columbia, and he will be charged with unlawfully carrying a pistol. Columbia Police Chief William Holbrook said that the charges against the man could follow, but the other two people had been released. Police were now seeing two other suspects who had been carrying guns inside the mall and were examining video footage uh, to determine how many firearms had been discharged. The wounded range in ages 15 to 73, with nine suffering gunshot wounds and the remainder being injured while trying to escape the violence. 
Holbrook said that on Saturday night most of the victims had been treated and released from the hospital with the only with only the 73-year-old woman still receiving care. Okay, and police had initially said two of the victims were in critical condition. Now, this is crazy. I think the world, first of all, the world was always crazy, okay? I was talking about this today. I was having this discussion today about how, you know, like, you know, the little, the, I'm a Scorpio, so a little of the Scorpio in me thinks sometimes Thanos is right about the world. <laughs> sometimes I want all five of the rings because I think y'all crazy. Because <laughs> I was talking about, you know, how we just, the human mankind is just not very conscious of itself, the planet, all of this. You know what I'm saying? Because today I was looking at, like, it was buildings going up. You know, and I had a rant, you know, it's buildings going up where buildings shouldn't be going up. And I was like, somebody got to be the motherfucking country. Like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to be foreign land. Somebody, it got to be some places where the animals can roam and they don't have to come where, you know, when y'all know, when y'all see unusual animals in the cities like foxes and and bears and tigers and lions and shit. Well, you know, not tigers and lions, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm talking about. Bobcats and shit like that. It's because y'all keep invading their home, building shit on their home. I said, something's got to be the damn country. Something's got to be the damn, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Something's got to stay without buildings, without structures being put up and stuff. And I just said, humans are just are losing consciousness of, of that we share a planet, share a planet, even though we're the most advanced creatures that we know of so far in the universe. My personal belief is there's nothing like humans. God made human, humanity very special. But we're also the leaders of this great space in which we live in, and we just don't seem to understand how to protect that space for everyone. It's really fucked up. I mean, you know, I don't believe it. I don't believe it's so much global warming happening as much as I believe it's mankind's nature, human nature affecting mother nature. When we're confused, I believe we confuse the environment around us, okay? So, and that in turn leads to us having seared consciousness, spiritually not adjusted. It is, it's tonight was, tonight was Libra, Full moon and Libra, y'all know how I love full moons. I love moon cycles. You know, I just started learning about moon cycles and stuff like that. I don't do rituals to moon. I'm a little scared of that. My mom, I think, does. I don't do rituals to moon. But I love the moon cycle. I don't feel like you need to. I just feel like the the moon cycle is a ritual in of itself. It's a beautiful time where you can manifest very many things. You know what I'm saying? But I love, I mean, God, I just believe, and I still believe God's in control, even though we have moon cycles and stuff like that that control our energy and our atmosphere and stuff like that. So when we talk about full moon and Libra tonight, when anytime you think about the the uh, Libra, the, the sign of Libra, it is a balancing of the scales. Libra, you know, the scale represents the scale and stuff like that. So you always think about the balancing of our, even as humans, our emotional well-being, the balance of, a balance of how we respond and react to things and stuff like that. And so I feel like the energy in the world 
we're and we're unbalanced. Even in this full moon Libra, we're very unbalanced in in the way uh, we in our response to what spiritually happened to us the last couple of years with COVID. And I knew it was going to have a tremendous spiritual effect on mankind. Listen, even in the 1920s, okay. I wish people would have read more about that. So listen to Foxy Funky Ass. I wish people would have read more about what happened with Spanish flu in the 1920s, right? Because you would have saw that how this, you know, just it, it, it wasn't a matter of just telling you to stay away from people and stay in the house and and quarantine and all that. Why we know that was done for some of it was done for safety. Some of it, I don't know, maybe social engineering. In my personal opinion, but. While we know that was done, at it, we didn't think about the psychological effects that it would have on humans to act in a way that is not like humanity, and that and those effects and how they were because you can read about how it affected people after the 1920s. So there is a, when we have a cause, there always is an effect, and we always have to see how that works. And I believe that we become even more unbalanced since. Uh, the fear tactics, the fear things of COVID. Not that COVID wasn't real, but some of the things were done without recognizing the psychological impact. Could even be far more dangerous than COVID itself. And so I believe we're seeing when we're seeing these mass shootings going on, people more angry, people more upset because we've we've stepped into after an event like COVID where people are scared to touch people and scared to care for people and scared to, you know, scared to be around. Like you, you, you for a little while after COVID, you was scared, people were scared to sneeze because they, instead of, you know, people saying, bless you, people would be scared and all this stuff, which I, it's understandable people being scared. You want people to have a natural instinct to protect life. However, we've become a colder in our 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 response our our responses as humans we're we're lacking a lot of love we're lacking a lot of empathy and sympathy and covid has been a little bit of a usher to that because in order for what the press and people were telling you in order for you to to survive this pandemic you have to do something very inhumane like you have to social distance. You can't be around your loved ones. Now, I never stop that because I understand life. Even in pandemics, that doesn't mean I, I, I did safe. I, I played it safe. I did things, you know, wash my hands, do all those things. But I understand, one thing I understand about life is that life keeps moving. Life never, and for, there was a lot of people who waited for a lot of things in COVID and, 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 and they didn't make it out of they didn't see the end. They didn't see the end of COVID because life cycles still happen. Life and death still happen. When we're afraid, life and death is still moving, right? So you have to you even you still have to find a way to maintain and keep living. I didn't stay locked up in the house. I wasn't gonna do that. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna get out and get some fresh air. Unless it was the sun was falling outside or something was radiation or something. We was having nuclear heads or something. Other than that, uh uh-uh. uh. So, and, and I still will find a way to live. You, you, you know, so I feel like when we act, we were forced into a way that lacked our natural um, 
most of our natural responses as being human beings. And so now there is a effect for that. So now when we've come out of this pandemic, we've come into a colder world as a result. And so I believe you're probably going to see more crazy things happening because we've stepped into a colder energy. And we've got to work to change that around. Now, isn't it? It's, 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 um, now it is Easter weekend, so it's nothing like Easter weekend. To what's Easter weekend is about Jesus. So if you're a Christian, it's about the death of Jesus and Jesus resurrecting after three days uh, and the resurrection of Christ. But the resurrection of Christ can have so many implications to the resurrection of our society, to the re- resurrection of ourselves as human beings. So hopefully this weekend can remind us of our humanity and our ability to rise even after death. I mean, Jesus' story is a very powerful one, the story of the death of Jesus, because I, I, one of the powerful things about it is that uh, – there is a conquering of the greatest thing, death. Jesus conquers one of the greatest enemies, probably the greatest enemy known to life, which is death, okay? Even though death acts as a, as a transport to, it, it, it depends on how you look, death can be an enemy depending on how, how, you, how, you meet human, how you meet eternity, right? So death can be a transporter or it can be a snatcher. You know what I'm saying? So, but Jesus transformed the way, transformed uh, something permanent, something that was supposed to be permanent, and took away its power with resurrection, right? So, it, I, to me, I think that humans can, we can learn from the story of the resurrection because we can resurrect things in our own lives that seem like it's dead and permanently dead, and we can resurrect those things in our lives uh, that seem dead that can help us and restore us back to a state that we were before that 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 death happened in our or whatever that happened in our spiritual lives, our minds, our hearts, or whatever. So I feel like humanity has to step into a sense of resurrection a little bit in order the resurrection of love, resurrection of life, resurrection of human, just human nature. All these things we have to resurrect back in order to feel humanity again. And there are going to always be, you know, crazy things that happen in humanity. But this, a lot of the stuff that we've been seeing over the last several, last a year or two, I think is a result, is, is really a result because we're in a, we're in a weird space where we've, we're lacking our natural, uh, the natural beautiful things about humans, about, about being human, okay? So very interesting. Uh, prayers for the families uh, who have had loved ones injured, and hopefully uh, we don't see any more things like this. I never talk about gun control when we have these type of things, because I don't believe guns are the problem. Guns are not a problem, okay? Guns do not get up by themselves and walk out and start shooting people. Humans hurt people, and that's because the condition of the human heart is fucked up out in these streets. And so the human heart has to be restored. And until you fix the heart, 
You can take away guns, people will start having drive-bys, I mean night-bys and bombs and all kind of stuff. You take, you, until we address issues of the heart and the things in our society that makes the human heart respond wearily and and hurt and and and, and damage the heart, I mean, we gonna we gonna have problems like these, okay? So, on to the next one. Uh, should we should we talk about South Carolina inmate? Now, listen here. I was actually shocked when I heard this. I told y'all I was like firing squads. <laughs> Who the hell? It's still doing firing squads. So this is according to abcnews.com. It says South Carolina inmate picks firing squad over electric chair. A South Carolina prisoner scheduled for execution later this month has chosen to die by firing squad rather than in the electric chair. Um, it says South Carolina prisoner scheduled to be the first man executed in the state in more than a decade has decided to die by firing squad rather than in the electric chair later this month. Wow. What a choice, electric, electrocute or uh, firing squad, <laughs> according to court documents filed Friday. Richard Bernard Moore, 57, is also the first state prisoner to face the choice of the execution methods after a law went into effect last year making electrocution the default and giving inmates the option to face three prison workers with rifles instead. What? What kind of nutty shit are y'all on in South Carolina? I mean, listen, I understand when somebody fuck up and kill somebody, I'm not against the death penalty. I'm not against the death penalty. Now, certain cases sometimes I think you have to take things case by case by case. I am not against the damn death penalty. Some motherfuckers need to be, they need to get that, 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 that shot. Okay. However, you know, cause especially because they, when they do real violent things and stuff like that, sometimes it's the only way to get through to people. But, I know they may not have shown their victims any mercy, but we are a merciful society. And electric chairs and dying by gun squad seems kind of 16th century, 17th century, before Renaissance, I don't know, I don't know. History buffs, help me. (laughs) Oh, my God. 1800s? I mean, really? I didn't even know they gave people the choice of the electric chair anymore. Really? Crazy. Since Moore has spent more than two decades on death row after being convicted of the 1999 killing of a convenience store clerk, James Mahoney, in Spantenburg. If executed as scheduled on April 29th, he would be the first person to put to death in the state since 2011 and the fourth in the country to die by firing squad in nearly half a century. <clears throat> Wait a minute, so they were doing this shit in the 50s too. Wow. Only three executions in the United States have been carried out by firing squad since 1976, according to Washington-based nonprofit Death Penalty Information Center. More were marked the first since Ronnie Lee Gardner's 2010 execution by a five-person firing squad in Utah. What? So they've done this in Utah. Nobody, I have not heard this kind of shit talked about. This is crazy. Y'all actually put more, I mean, some people, though, you be like, damn, they they need their ass to be at a, I've heard some horrible cases where you like, that motherfucker need to stand in front of a firing squad. 
Like, you know, I mean, but still, we you know, you might think that, but you don't expect them to do that. Lethal injection to do it. You know what I'm saying? But it says uh, South, Carolina, um, South Carolina is one of eight states to still use the electric chair. I think it's one of who are the other eight states? Who's using electricity? Oh my God! Oh, that's hideous. I thought of it. See how far behind we are. And one of the four uh, allow a firing squad, according to the center. In a written statement, Moore said he didn't concede that either method was legal or constitutional, but he more strongly opposed death by electrocution and only chose the firing squad because he was required to make a choice. He said, I believe this election is forcing me to choose between two unconstitutional methods of execution, and I do not intend to waive any challenges to electrocution or firing squad by making an election, Moore said in that statement. The state's new law was prompted by the decade-long break in executions with corrections officials attribute to an inability to procure the drugs needed to carry out lethal injections. Wow. Moore's attorney have asked uh, the state Supreme Court to delay his death while another court determines that either available method is cruel and unusual punishment. The attorneys argue prison officials aren't trying hard enough to get lethal injection drugs. Instead, forcing prisoners to choose between two more barbaric methods. His lawyers are also asking the state Supreme Court to delay the execution so the U.S. Supreme Court can review whether his death sentence was a disproportionate punishment compared to the similar compared with similar crimes. The state justices denied a similar appeal last week. South Carolina's correction agency said last month that it has finished developing protocols for firing squad executions and completed $53,600 in renovations on the death chamber in Columbia, installing a metal chair with restraints that face the wall with a rectangular opening 15 feet, 46 meters away. In the case of a firing squad execution, three volunteer prison workers will train their rifles on the condemned prisoner's heart. Let me just say something. The prison workers who have to do this. Wow. It, it, it must be dramatic. Crazy. Very, very crazy. It says, during Morris' 2001 trial, prosecutors said Moore entered the store looking for money to support his cocaine habit and got into a dispute with Mahoney, who drew a pistol that Moore wrestled away from him. Mahoney pulled a second gun, and a gunfight ensued. Mahoney shot Moore in the arm, and Moore shot Mahoney in the chest. Prosecutors said Moore left a trail of blood through the store as he looked for cash, stepping twice over Mahoney. At the time, Moore claimed that he acted in self-defense after Mahoney drew the gun. Moore, <clears throat> you came in his store and broke you know, he broke in his store, and, you know, that that's horrible, and trying to rob him for cocaine. However, I do recognize that cocaine is there, okay? Drugs make people out of their mind, okay? So that's not an excuse for killing people, but, uh, you know, it is it is where you may have to look at it and say, I mean, are we asking too much? And, and you know, we don't want to. I don't want to dampen the uh, the pain the this person's loved one, my homie's loved ones may have felt. 
But however, uh, looking at the methods are just crazy. I just don't, I, I think that's nuts. Man, interesting, okay? I didn't know that state still had the electric chair. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Lord, have mercy. All right. Molly Shannon says child star Gary Coleman attacked her in a hotel room. Oh, Lord. This is according to HuffPost.com. It's an article there. It says um, Molly Shannon said a relentless Gary Coleman repeatedly grabbed her while attempting to kiss and fondle her when she met him. Oh, excuse me, you guys. <clears throat> It says the Saturday night alum's troubling encounter with the late star of a different strokes seemed to occur during his run of fame from the sitcom. In an interview with Howard Stern on Tuesday, Shannon said she joined Coleman and the agent they shared in a hotel suite so she could talk with the popular actor. He appeared charming at first. She remembered he held her hand and told her she reminded him of Kimberly, the character of Dana Plato played on different strokes. But as soon as the agent left the room, Shannon said Coleman turned aggressive, tickling, morphed into an attack. According to Shannon, he kept climbing on top of her. She kept throwing him off. She gestured to indicate that he reached for her breast as well. Now, I'm not laughing at the attack. I'm laughing because she said she's throwing him off, and I'm, I'm picturing in my head Gary Coleman being thrown <laughs> off with his little ass, okay? Indicate he reached for her breast. He was relentless, she said. Shannon explained that she didn't feel physically threatened because of the actor's size, reported four feet eight as an adult. But keeping him at bay it turned to exhaustion, so she sought refuge in the bathroom. Undaunted, Coleman stuck his arm between the door and called, I can see you, according to the comedian. Shannon finally sprinted out the door and told the agent he ought to watch his client. I wish I could have stood up for myself more, she said. Uh, listen. It says, Shannon, who had a recording role on Will and Grace, also recounted the Coleman incident in her new memoir, Hello, Molly. Okay, listen, Gary Coleman died in 2010. Y'all give Gary, uh, let Gary rest, telling stories about you throwing Gary off of you. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's not funny, but it is kind of crazy, okay? Crazy story. I mean, Gary Coleman... Listen, I wish Paul was on here so that Paul, you know, Paul is a Kerry Coleman defender on this show. Who <laughs> Paul was on here. He probably, probably has something to say about y'all talking about Gary Coleman, okay? But that, yeah, this is left for Gary Coleman rest, lady. I mean, we don't know if this story is true or not. It's so easy to tell the story on the dead man. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, all right? All right, let's talk about former Joe Budden podcast co-host Roy claims in 15 years Trey Sung's documentary will be crazier than Art Kelly's. This is according to CassiusLife.com. Wow. Wait a minute. Listen, y'all, Trey Sung's, the last four or five years, his career has gone to shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what Illuminati person he upset out in these Illuminati streets. But, man, y'all trying to get at Trey Sung's. He just beat the case in, where was it at, um, Vegas, I think? I mean, and now you got Rory saying there's tons of women with some of the same kind of stories about Trey Sons. 
Okay? And now he's saying there's going to be, if it's a doc, it's going to be worse than R. Kelly. Okay, let's see. it says R&B superstar Trey Sunk alleges, this is according to CassiusLife.com, uh, hasn't been dropping hits lately, but he's been racking up subsequently dodging sexual assault charges. But according to former Joe Budden podcast co-host Rory, there are more accusations out there, and in time he will look even worse than R. Kelly. In 15 years, however fuck long it's going to be, that Trey Sung's doc is going to be crazier than the R. Kelly one. He begins during the looks, during what looks like to be an Instagram live session. Trey Sung's is the most nasty, abusive, rapey, beat the shit out of women, like he's the scum of the fucking earth. Trey Sung's is, a, is fucking disgusting. Like the doc is going to uh, surpass if you ever thought you could surpass the R. Kelly doc. I promise you in 15 years, Trey Sons will. He's an awful human being, like a terrible, terrible fucking human being. Somebody's going to knock him the fuck out. Well, <laughs> it says, Roy then added that he knows at least 15 to 20 women who personally, uh, personally who all had similar experiences with Trey Sons after an unidentified woman in the video points to it sounding like he knows who the person is that would deliver a fade to Sons. This isn't one story. This is personal that I've, I've that I know with. Uh and I'm not even exaggerating. Close to fifteen to twenty women all with the exact same experience. That I know not to be liars at all, he continues. When a commenter points uh to the bottoms up crafter recently being cleared of charges, the Roy and Malhost responded, I'm not talking about the charges he was charged with. I have no idea who uh the fuck charged him for the shit. I'm talking about my personal experience with women. I know personally he's an awful human being, okay? Um, listen, let me just say this to the women out there. Quit telling your stories to podcasters about all these things and bloggers and people, these things that Trey Sons did to you, and go to your local police department and report his ass because if he is dangerous, as y'all been saying, he needs to be out the street, for one. And second, you can't come up in here five to ten years later and start telling Trey Sons stories. Okay, and Trey Sons, back in 1922, raped me at the local thing. I'm now suing him for $100 million. No, that's not, no. With no proof. A lot of y'all do this with no proof. And the press has led y'all done this, this kind of stuff the last few years. But I say, no, this, that shouldn't go on. Now, if y'all got Trey Sons, if some of the stuff y'all been saying out in these streets is true about Trey Sons, his ass needs to be gone. Y'all need to be testifying against him, telling the police, not podcasters, not suing. Call the police. Police. We got a rapist out here. We got a molester. We got an abuser. Shit. Report his ass. Otherwise, it's hard for me to believe you mofos. <sighs> And I've heard the same, some of some of the same crazy rumors too. So it's not that I don't believe them. I definitely believe they can. They it, that some of the rumors could happen. But listen here, y'all get to get it together and tell the people who count so his ass can be put in jail if he did this. Okay. 
So when we come, when I come back, we're going to get into the last few stories of the show. Child, what we got to talk about when I come back? We got to talk about, I don't know, we got to talk about Floyd Mayweather's daughter, please guilty to stabbing the mother of young boy, NBA's child. We're also going to talk about, maybe we, I think we got a story on Meghan Markle. We're going to talk about ASAP Rocky is accused of cheating on Rihanna this week. Shit, I wouldn't doubt that, Rihanna. Uh, but, you know, now they're saying it wasn't true and all this stuff. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to stop talk, talk about uh, y'all uh, uh, getting mad at uh, Mano out here having slave fantasies. And we're going to talk about that. And Travis Kelsey's girlfriend causing a lot of controversy coming for Cam Newton's comments he said last week. Some of y'all drug... Little Miss Kayla Nicole. Is that her name? <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to wrap the show up when we get back after that. We have a few more uh, a, a few more um, uh, things and we'll, a few more stories, and uh, that'll be that. But, I, uh, but meanwhile, I'll be back in just a moment. Let's listen to Marvin Gaye. I like this one. After the dance, it's the CC Show. Be back. Oh,
Maxwell with Bad Habits. One of my favorite ones from Maxwell. You know what? I love uh, that video with Kerry Washington in it. You know, I was talking with a friend about, we were talking about that song, we like the lyrics. And my friend was like, that's just a, she said, she feels like that's just a, a, good, a good song that he wrote about a drug habit. <laughs> or some sort of bad habit here. Or somebody else's drug habit. And I said, you know what? When you really do listen to the words, <laughs> it does sound like a about like a you know like a habit, you know. Because not saying he had a habit, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm eating in your ear. I'm sorry. 
But it sounds like a, a one of those songs. But it's it's an interesting song, it is to say the least. But in the video, Terry Washington uh, plays like you know the seductress woman. They, they're both in other relationships, and you know they 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 meet together, right? That's a really sexy video, right? I love that video. I was like, if I had been in that video, I'd been retired afterwards. I was like, that's it. That's all I need to do. <laughs> she yo and match with. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the CC Show. I am back up in these crazy streets. We are talking hot topics tonight. Okay. What's the latest hot topic? Who am I talking about? Is it Eric St. Brackett? Is it Asap and Liana? Him cheating on Liana, apparently, with the shoe, the shoe person, her shoe designer. Excuse me. Now all parties have said these are lies. Even the person who was who broke the the alleged story is now saying it's not true. But I'm probably be crunching in your ear, but you know, sorry. But the rumors are out in the street is that he's still cheating out here. It may not have been that person, but people are saying it's this person. Now listen, I'm not gonna read an article about Rihanna and we're because they sit together. Here's my thing. I hope, I just hope for her sake that he ain't out here in these streets playing. And then people, you know, you, you just don't know what kind of relationship they got. Maybe they got a relationship where they good with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You don't know. But the shoe designer ain't trying to have y'all mess up her coin. She said it ain't her. <laughs> okay, listen. Whatever the case may be, uh, you know, I wouldn't, nothing would surprise me with this, okay? So uh, I know there's a great uh, uh, Apollonia who I love, you know, who's one of our, our friends to the show, who's an astrologist. She has a great take on uh, ASAP Bracky and uh, Rihanna's relationship. If you want to look at the transits and how they move, the synastry of their relationship. Check out the Astrology Lady on YouTube. I'm sure you guys will find something about the synastry there, okay, in, into that, uh, in that uh, thing. And, listen, last week I was listening to a Rabina, Rabina, who's another astrologer, one of my favorite. I love her, too. Uh, just a dope astrologist. And Rabina did a breakdown about Will and Jada, and Rabina Spell what I thought about it ain't all jade up in these streets, okay? So if you guys get a chance, check out Rabina online too. She's very, very dope. Rabina, Rabina is great, okay? So check that out, all right? Uh, so that's all I got to say about that. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about Mano and his sex, his, his slave fantasies. Uh, Listen, oh, let's see. We got, we're going to pull this up here. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Okay, let's see if I can let y'all hear it. Hopefully, the sound is pretty good. So let's, let's, let's take a listen. I think I got you guys on here. Got it up here. No, who was the role play? Yeah. The role yeah, play. Who was the role 
This feels like it's going to be so wrong. It's so wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. I've oh never talked about this. Uh-uh. Shit. <laughs> I like to be like a runaway slave. Okay, now. Man, oh, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to play like a runaway slave. Okay. I like to play like a, diso- a disobedient slave with a white woman. So tell me, like, what you say. Yes, thank <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just two, it's, it's, it's two of them. Like, it's like me getting whooped, right? You get whooped? Like, like. I play like you with us. But most of you don't want to play like that. This, 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 yeah, this, like, what white women goes along with this? They don't want to play like that. They don't okay. want this is my this, like listen, <laughs> you're gonna act like your masters your your masters uh, uh, wife and I'm the one And I just got whooped by masters for oh, eye okay. uh, but the whole time you was really you know you've been you like me. You've been eyeballing me. Oh, uh, this sounds like some freaky porn. I bet right, this is freaky shit. And then yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come at, all sweaty, right? Just finished getting whooped, and you gonna say, "No, Billy Joe, no, no, Billy Joe, no." not gonna like it. He's not gonna like it. That's what you know you want to like. This is all set. This is all set. I'm along with this and done this. He's speaking from experience. Nobody really went along with it. Like I stood up on the wall and said, "Come on, let's act it out." Okay. Hopefully you guys heard this. I know sometimes the audio can be messed up, but Mano, Rapper Mano says he likes to role play as a runaway slave, or he would like to role play as a runaway slave with white women. He said he can never get any white women to participate in the shit, right? But it's a lot of people. Can I just say this? A lot of people have wild-ass fucking fantasies, okay? And a lot of black people, before you get mad at Mano and stuff like that, can I just say this? Black Americans in particular who went through chattel slavery, the longest amount of slavery in, in the world, you know, we were the last to get out. All these things are very violent slave, uh, slavery here in America. Uh, we're psychologically damaged, a lot of us, okay? And we have a disconnect to what our ancestors went through in the slave, in the slave trade and in slavery itself. Okay, there's a disconnect from them because if we had a connection to what they went through, we wouldn't we wouldn't dare say shit like this. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't dare say. But a lot of y'all acting out these slave fantasies, not not in a literal sense, but in a psychological sense, in interracial relationships. Because a lot of black people are in interrelation, interracial relationships to get a rise out of what they deem as their so-called masters of society, white males or white women and stuff like that. I mean, so a lot of us psychologically, the effects of slavery, we have not really had a full, especially American chattel slavery, we have not really dealt with that to me, in a way that we address our psychological trauma from it. And a lot of the psychological trauma from slavery, sex would be a part of that because there were massive rapes during slavery. I say, I always say there were no fucking love love affairs and love stories in slavery. What the fuck you going to tell master? No. What you going to tell him? No. You going to tell him him that them women didn't have no choice. Stop fucking home syndrome, Okay. Even if they did fall in love with they, they kidnapped. They had no choice. They couldn't say no. And if they did say no, you know the consequences. 
Okay, so slavery is very traumatic. I always tell people if there's a disconnect to slavery, there are a number of great books in the, uh, especially about the American slave trade in America, uh, American chattel slavery, that you can read. You can read on what the slaves went through, private accounts of what the slaves went through, hideous stories. Okay. From actual slaves. I think there's a book called To Be a Slave I remember reading years ago. <gasps> Some of the atrocities during slavery is so hideous. I mean, I remember um, reading about how there would be times when they would have too many, hold on, I think my audio is acting up. I hope you guys can hear. There would be times when they would have too many children or too many babies when they come over on the boats and stuff. And sometimes certain people would use that as babies for baits for alligators. You should hear the atrocities that went on during slavery. Hideous things. And because we have a, as a people, sometimes we are not connected to what our ancestors went through. We say shit like this. Like thinking of it as a fantasy, and it's really some of our, our sick psychological traumas being passed down because the trauma of slavery has been passed down psychologically, psychologically from generation to generation. So to me, it's not surprising that Mano would say something like that. And I'm not going to get on him because, it's, you know, there is a sickness in us that we have to address. And there needs to be a connection to the people who survived so that we can be. And that we need to have a more of a connection to the stories of our ancestors in the um, in American chattel slavery and understanding what they went through so that we can protect and honor honor what they went through. You'd ha- <laughs> you wouldn't have nobody joking about the Holocaust out loud, like saying, oh, you know, my fantasy is when the Nazis come in and do me up. You know, we, we, Jews would be horrified. Jewish people would be like, what, you'd be banned everywhere because why because they have a connection to what happened during the holocaust a connection to what happened to the people during that time and it's not as far away from slavery was you know it was, the holocaust was in the 20th century but when we talk about the slave trade because it was so many so many um hundreds of years ago, in the, and, and we talk about chattel slavery and stuff, even though black America is still very affected by slavery because of what we've passed on through the generations, there is a disconnect to the experience of the slave. And because we have that disconnect, we sometimes say things that to the that kind of joke or dishonor that thing that those people survived. And I think that's because of our disconnect to what 
slavery was. And I feel like we got to have more connection to our people. We will protect um, the legacy and even the legacy that the survival of their experience. And we would, um, I don't know if honor is the right word, but honor the trauma that they survived. And we wouldn't joke about it. You get what I'm saying? And we wouldn't see ourselves in sexual, you know, liaisons with people who were sociopaths and psychopaths, okay? This is what it is. All right. So Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Taylor, we talked about her on the show before. Travis Kelsey's girlfriend ripped Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton. Uh, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, this is according to, is this her talking? Let me see, is she talking? She actually made a video talking? Okay, let's listen to Taylor. Taylor actually speaking some words out here. Hopefully, wait a minute, let's see if we got her. Okay, this is from TMZ. Let's listen to some of this. Let's say what Taylor said this week about Cam Newton. Some y'all sending me this Cam Newton interview. I saw the interview. I saw the interview. I haven't said nothing about it because I think it's foolish that we have to keep having this same tired conversation about the qualities that make a woman of substance. This man said that you need to be able to cook and know when to be quiet because that's what his mama did. Like, boy, go make your mama then. Talk about it on Twitter. If y'all want to go check out Twitter, you can stop sending me the article. I saw it. I saw the interview. I saw what I had to say on Twitter. Okay, bye. Mm. Yeah, I don't like how she's dick. Mm, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of innuendo to that. But she says, uh, Jeff Bates after Kim said he believed in a real woman. He came to a man's knees and know how to cook when to be quiet. Kayla said, Saved the hell out of the former NFL star. She ripped him for appearing uh, appearing to define a woman's worth by her abilities in the kitchen and her willingness to allow a man to leave. Um, the man said, you need to be able to cook and know when to be tired, Taylor said, because that's what his mom did. Like, boy, go date your mama then. The chief star girlfriend explained her beef with Cam further in a series of tweets on her Twitter account calling Cam a straight-up bozo for his comments. The obsession with women being able to cook is truly comical because it's like if your palate is so superior to date a Micheline star chef in Bozo, pretty sure the average woman is capable of making edible food. How do you think she survived thus far? Um, Then she put, this man ain't had a job in months. He has nothing but time to be quiet and get his ass in the kitchen. Ooh. Kayla, they made sure to say this down here, Kayla, who's been dating Kelsey since 2017, then poked fun at Cam for currently being without an NFL team, saying he has nothing but time to be quiet and get that ass in the kitchen. Okay, there's a lot of things I can say to Kayla being a black woman who's involved with a white man, no offense, you know, racially, and then calling Cam a boy. It's just a lot of stuff there, okay? So, but I ain't got time to break that down today. I just don't. But let me just say this about Kayla. They say she's a race to tweets. And listen, Kelsey don't want this smoke. 
Not that I agree with any a lot of stuff Kim said because it's the Kim's the wrong messenger in my personal opinion. However, Kel, uh, Kayla, you are the wrong messenger too. Okay. Oh my God. Hold on, time. How long has she been dating Kelsey? Two thousand eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. We we on six year six. Is this year six? That's okay because I waited a long time before. I get it. She's six years. Six years. Okay. Listen, Kayla, you know you know what they're going to come for, right? This is why you might shouldn't speak. I get it, but you, you got to have a rebuttal. You know what they've been dragging you for. You know. You are dating Travis Kelsey, and there is, like, it looks like to us. I mean, maybe y'all secretly married or something. I'm not trying to diss you, but it looks like you people are out here probably like, is he going to marry you? Why he ain't put a ring on? And y'all recently broke up not too long ago. Now, I would say to a girl like uh, Kayla, because she's very beautiful. Kayla, you wasting your most beautiful years. Hopefully, out there, you are you are making connections and moves, because Kelsey seems like he's taking a long time. And you really want to secure the bag quickly. So look at, look at, look at, uh, What's that girl over there? What's that? What's the girl? The girl, the girl Patrick Mahomes gonna marry. I think he's gonna be like Russell Wilson in a few years. Shit, I said what I said, Patrick. Mm. But she secured the bag. And I don't like her methods. I don't want you to do her methods. But she secured that bag. She secured that money back. Now, Kayla, you out here having fun and wasting time and going on trips and all that shit, whatever, Kelsey, that you know. But at some point in the game. Ugh. Don't waste your pretty years, okay? That's all I'm saying. And I know people gonna come after you about the marriage thing. They gonna that's what they gonna come after you about. Like why he ain't married? Why he ain't wife you up? This is what Kim talking about. You want them chick Kim talking about? See, he she just proved by talking about Kim. She just proved his point. Okay. All I'm saying is Kelsey. Don't, I mean, uh, uh, girl, don't waste your time out here in the streets. Okay, it's going on. I told, I said this about her about Kelsey when they broke up the time. I said, when you marry him, don't let him. I mean, when you go back with him, don't let him hang over, hang out with you, hang you out there like you just out here dating. And then if he ain't put a ring on it, he don't plan it. He don't plan to. He might plan to, but don't waste your years. Don't waste your most beautiful, sexy, vibrant years. When somebody fucking around talking about they may marry you. But maybe she don't want to get married, you know? I don't know. Now, that might be the case. I don't know. But I know what men are going to say to man shit. They're going to eat her alive by saying, you proved Cam's point. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> okay. So this, that's what we got. We're going to end it with Kelsey's girl. And please, listen. You know these people are his team. All right, people that he plays with, okay? And they're, and people are friends with players and other players. So you got to be careful of how you move and what you say, too. Kelsey has to, you know, he has to hear from people. This is what Kim was talking about, but we talked too much. <laughs> okay, so it is what it is, okay? Okay, Floyd Mayweather's daughter, Ayana, pleads guilty to stabbing the mother of young boy NBA's child. This is according to um, 
msn.com. It says Ayana Yaya Mayweather, daughter of Floyd Mayweather, has pleaded guilty to the 2020 stabbing of La Petra Jacobs, the mother of one rapper, young boy, NBA's children. Mayweather, 21, pleaded guilty to aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in the Harris County Court in Houston, Texas, on Wednesday, according to court documents that are saying by people. She admitted to unlawful, intentionally and unknowingly causing bodily injuries to LaPatrick Jacobs by cutting her with a knife per the documents and now faces six years of probation for the assault, which could potentially include community service, restitution, or a combination of both. Uh, Mayweather was originally facing up to 20 years in prison for the crime. She now has a court hearing scheduled for June 16th. She has raised her right, raised her right to appeal the case. Listen, Sus did the right thing by copping the plea because she was about to get that 20 on her because really what she did is kind of attempted murder out here. So she, she, she's about to throw her whole fucking, like, you Floyd Mayweather, you heir to the Floyd Mayweather throne. Why the fuck would I be out here fighting for young NBA young boys? Damn that. Young boy, what's his name? Young boy NBA? I had a little bit of a technical difficulty while I was ranting and going off about uh, Floyd Mayweather's daughter allegedly stabbing someone over NBA young boy. I mean, she almost ruined her fucking life. Seriously. So, I mean, she's blessed to get off with six years probation into community fucking service. Wow. And blessed that she didn't kill nobody. Because what a waste that would have been. <sighs> Lord, come right here. What is, is that? Is that it? We got time. We talk about Ray, Rihanna and ASAP Avenue Street. We talk about Floyd Mayweather. What else? What else? I need? You talk about Garcelle Bouvier writing the, the, the book she wrote this week. <sighs> Oh, it might interest that. Y'all want to talk about this right now? Who about Garcelle's book? I don't know if I care. Britney Spears is pregnant, by the way. Babies are a blessing. Did we talk about that the last show? I think we did. I think I said my piece. So y'all got to listen to the last show. I think I said my piece about that. Babies are a blessing, but I still say time will reveal. Um, what else? It, it was something else I was supposed to talk to you guys about. Um, 
see. Okay, Gracia. About her dating Michael Jordan back in 1922. Uh, do we want to have this discussion about her allegedly? Was she, uh, she was messing with Will Smith and Michael Jordan. Fans on Twitter said you fumbled the bag twice, according to Yahoo. Damn. <laughs> they let her know. You fuck with the bag twice. Okay. This is according to Yahoo.com. It says the dating history, and this will be our last story for tonight. But it says the dating history of Garcelle Bouvier has been a hot topic this week, thanks to her new memoir, memoir, Love Me As I Am. Most fans were first introduced to the actress in the late 1990s as Francesca Fancy Monroe on the Jamie Foxx show. Earlier this week, we learned that the Real Housewives a Beverly Hills star, previously dated Will Smith after staring at the barrier. She broke up with a veteran actor after finding out he was being serious with now wife Jada Pinkett Smith. So, see, Will been acting a fool up in these streets. He's playing ass. <laughs> okay? According to the Neighborhood Talk, Ruby A's memoir also mentions NBA champion Michael Jordan, whom she dated during her early modeling days for Chicago Bulls photo shoot. She recalls being impressed with the basketball legend, but had no idea who he was before that shoot. I was impressed by how tall and handsome he was, she wrote. He took me on a golf day after the shoot and showed me how to hold a club properly and clean. The 55-year-old said they hung out a few times before cutting ties after Jordan invited her to spend a romantic vacation in Hawaii, a trip she wasn't ready for. Like a naive little girl, I was clutching my pearls and shocked by the idea of going to Hawaii with the man I had just met. Well, Bouvier's, I blew that one. Damn. But I went to the, you know, I can see how she blew that one. You mean, I mean, just because it's Michael Jordan, I mean, she might have blew that one. But listen. I don't know. You know, if he doesn't feel comfortable with going with a man, just because he's Michael Jordan, if you don't feel comfortable with him. You know, I'm a person that trips and stuff like that. I mean, I would when I was single, I would have had to feel so totally comfortable with you. Like, you know, there are some people, though, that you meet and you're automatically comfortable with. There are some people that you meet, like, if it, you know, that's, a, that's the one thing that makes me believe in other lives sometimes that I don't know if I really believe in that, but uh, but if there was a such thing as another life, I have met people that I have totally felt like I could, like I've seen them, I said I could be totally comfortable with them. doesn't matter. You know, like, you know, like you met people where you felt like you've known them before, something like that. But I can understand not making the decision to go to Hawaii with uh, with a person, with somebody that you didn't know, especially her. She was moving up in her career and her life. I mean, she wasn't totally in a desperate situation. Now, I had a conversation one time with one of my family members. I won't say who. <laughs> but they had a chance to date this, this, R, this R&B star back in the day, right? Now, they asses was out here hustling for a living anyway, right? You know what I'm saying? They, they wasn't doing shit with their life. <laughs> Not like Garcelle Bouvier, who was meeting people and trying to move up in her career and shit like this. No, this person wasn't doing shit. <laughs> Matter of fact, they was hanging out with 
buggies and buggies and pimps and 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 all kind of shit. But this particular R and B store, right? Wanted her to go on tour with me. She like, I want to go on tour with you. Know what you got? What you gonna do? I was, I was like, so what did you do? I said, I mean, why you didn't go out on tour with the R&B store? She's like, what you mean? I said, so what would you, what did you do when you got back home? And she explained to me how she was dating this, you know, this dude who might have been a pimp, could have been a pimp. <laughs> And, you know, she, she was just partying and everything. I said, can I tell you, you fumbled the bag. I said, I don't feel like fumbled the bag. I mean, she might have fumbled it a little bit, but you fumbled She fumbled the bag. Take your chances. Pimp R&B store. Pimp R&B. Pimp R&B. I think I would have went with the R&B store. I would have took my chances and went on to If you ain't got shit going on anyway, <laughs> we, we got to choose better here. She didn't have shit going on, but she was a very beautiful woman, very beautiful, eye-catching and stuff. So she was insulted by him wanting to go on tour with her, but you don't Listen, you was already doing wild shit, so you don't know what you could have made of that. You know, y'all might have, you might have, you might have had a, a nice little catalog right now today. You might have, you might have went from wild child to wifey. <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you fumble the bag. Garcia was a, a, a woman who just said, hey, you know, I really don't know him that well, and blah, blah, blah. And plus, she was going somewhere in her life anyway. This person was doing wild shit. They were they in the streets. They weren't doing shit. You might as well have went on tour with that R&B star and, and, and gambled <laughs> and throw rolled the dice. <laughs> but somebody like Garcia, well, you know, she, she was getting ready to try to start herself a career and everything like that. So she can make those choices. She may not have felt comfortable with that. And she said she fumbled the bag. But listen, I don't, you know, she said she messed up with that one. And she may have, that might be true. But listen, I understand her choices. The one I'm talking about, I don't understand the dancer. <laughs> and then I remember we were talking, she said, oh, my God, you right. I probably should have done that, huh? I said, it wouldn't make sense to me. <laughs> I said, let's see about pimp or Risa. Pimp catalog. <laughs> I said, where's pimp at now? Where's he at now? I don't know. It might be in jail. He's just kind of sick. I said, see, where, where the R&B at now? Uh, he's kind of a legend. See, see, see the chances you could take. At least you would have had an experience. You gotta know when to hold. What's what can he say? You got you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. Most you never catch your buddy when you sit at the table. You gotta know when to roll, hold them. Know when to fold them. You gotta know when to walk away. Know when to run. <laughs> she didn't know how to gamble. I feel she took a gamble, and her life ended up being pretty good anyway. I mean, she she her her marriage to that white man was shitty, but uh, allegedly allegedly I mean she, but you know it probably could have been better better with maybe Jordan somebody, but a will, but damn, but I understand she still ended up good. <laughs> she can afford that gamble because she was on her way somewhere, okay. But for you mofo's out here, not on your way somewhere. 
And you out here doing wild shit anyway. The R&B star might be a blessing. <laughs> so turn your life around. <laughs> when I was telling this relative this on a holiday one time, I had everybody laughing. I said, I think you missed your blessing. I think you missed your turn. No, he was trying to treat me like a goofy. I said, shit, and you should have worked the shit out of that goofy stuff. If you was working the shit out of that pimp, you should have worked the shit out of the groupie. You should have you changed your life and worked the shit out of the groupie thing. Catalog pimp. Catalog gimmick. <laughs> RB star. See, this is when it makes sense. This is when you got to make the gamble. <laughs> Garcelle didn't have to do that. She was on her way. She had a career. She's an actress. She wasn't dealing with no streets and shit like that that we know of, okay? But this mofo that I know. <laughs> I'm dealing with these streets. I said, that man was trying to change your life. <laughs> With Chris Brown. Chris Brown, what's that song Chris Brown got? Be like, you know that you know that a nigga like me can change Oh, excuse me. But that's what the song says. You know, like a, you know, a Negro like you can change your life. Uh, 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 what's the song? Everything you do goes crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He could change her life. She failed. She she dropped the bag. Not Garcia. But this one I know dropped the damn bag. Mm-mm-mm. And the R&B story is pretty well off right now. Damn. That's when you look back on life and you say, shit, I fucked up, didn't I? Garcelle don't have to say that. You ain't got to say you fucked up with Jordan because she still had a pretty nice career and has a pretty nice career and everything in life, and she still moves in those circles, okay? Not the person I'm talking about. Too <laughs> <laughs> oh, I go to bed. <laughs> it was so funny because I was talking to this um, – well, I was talking to my relatives about this, and they would say, you would have, what, what two choices you would have made? I said, shit, well, if I was out here running around with uh, uh, Pimp Don Juan <laughs> and Jiggle on Freddy, shit, I'd been with the R&B star on tour. Shit, I take my chance. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I would have been working this shit. He could have thought I was a groupie. I would have worked the shit out of that groupie life. I want to change it around. <laughs> she was already working to sit out of the street shit. <laughs> you might as well flip it. <laughs> Garcelle, you made a, your decision wasn't bad, okay? You went on to be an actress. You went on, yeah, you might have fumbled the bag a little because Jordan got a lot of money, so does Will and all that. But you still went on to have your own career, your own money and things and stuff like that. In the cases where if you're a young lady out here and you just pre right now, an R&B star come along and you ain't doing shit. Let me just explain this to you, girl. This is where we're going to end the show. Come close. Okay? Now, if you out here with Pimp Daddy <laughs> or couch-sitting, couch couch-surfing, couch-sitting, video-playing Jerome, <laughs> And, let me think of an RV star. Who, who, who? Oh, shit. I can't think of nobody. Who's going to think of 
Joe come along. And while she's going to tour with her. And you try to decide, should I sit here with Pimp Daddy, uh, 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 Don Magic, Don Wine, or Couch Surfing? <laughs> Video Surfing, God, God, and just not having not shit life. <laughs> so I'm playing around with him anyway. I should, I do, should I be about this groupie life and go on tour with Joe? Shit, you better take your ass on tour with Joe. <laughs> And take your chances and see how it works out. See where the chips may fall if your life is, if you in that kind of shit, okay? And that's the kind of shit this relative had. They had some wild shit going on, and they didn't, they didn't take, they didn't gamble. I would have said you got no one. I tell y'all, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Garcelle did the right thing. She was going somewhere anyway. She didn't, she didn't necessarily need Jordan. I, will. I mean, they could have added something to her life, but she was already trying to build a career, okay? So I can see her her situation, okay? <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> oh my God, this show is a mess, okay? Listen, I am so glad you guys uh, <laughs> let me talk to y'all every week like I do. Listen, I cannot. Okay, so when is when is when is this here? So y'all know. Listen, anybody out there know Maxwell? Tell Maxwell I got an invoice. Okay, no, no, no. I know you get a refund for the tickets. No. Excuse me, I've paid extra. I got an invoice of things that doesn't happen. <laughs> and he owed me money. <laughs> he owed me concert tickets. Shit, I shouldn't have had to. I tell him I need my tickets at the door as many concerts have been canceled on me. Shit. <laughs> my concerts, I don't even, I had three Maxwell concerts canceled. <laughs> but this one was, this one was actually rescheduled. So I'm excited about that. So I will tell you guys when about the show. I think it's in a couple of weeks from now. Okay, so I'll probably have a show before. I'll probably have a show before I go to the Maxwell Night Tour. Okay, <laughs> hopefully it happens. <laughs> On the Twitter, uh, I think it will. I feel good about it. I feel good. I feel good. What's the 30th? No, 29th is the one in L.A., and the 30th is the one in Oakland. I'm so excited for the one in Oakland. You know, I'm always still, even though, you know, I get canceled on and shit like that, <laughs> I'm still excited about seeing Maxwell. <laughs> I'm always so excited about seeing Maxwell, okay? Shit. Even though at this point, I need to be having a... Like I need to have private, I need a private concert. I invite my friends and Maxwell thing privately. <laughs> well, many concerts I missed, damn it, as much money I done spent. Shit. Anyway, y'all, y'all have a good rest of y'all week weekend. All right, and I will see y'all sometime during the week. I don't know. I'll do a show sometime this week. Okay, y'all, be in prayer for me, cause child, y'all know I got these classes I gotta finish up. And child, a girl. Be tired, okay? I'll be tired. I'm but I'm I'm trying to trying to I'm trying to push it through push it through, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. We're gonna leave tonight with it's a, it's an early show. I'm getting off early. Uh let's leave tonight with oh um let's leave tonight with my theme song, okay? See, listen, Beehive, I don't hate her all the way. I mean, yeah, but 
it's a love hate thing I have for Beyonce, but there's sometimes love, okay? And my theme song I feel is a Beyonce song, Schooling Life, okay? So we're gonna leave off with Schooling Life, okay? I'm out. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. See ya. Bye. Oh, and remember, <laughs> I gotta say this because I'm not coming back on. If you will, uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're gonna probably be listening to the archive show. Remember, you can hit me up on Carlotta72 and C Chat with Show on Twitter. Those are both of my accounts. You can also hit me up on Instagram, Carly's underscore Galaxy, and the main page where I'm always at, where y'all tend to write me for uh, message me and stuff like that, is the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? And those are uh, my media, social media platforms. Feel free to write me, hit me up, or whatever it is. You guys, you know how you do, okay? Uh, feel free to do so, okay? Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I am out, y'all. See ya. Peace. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.